Prophetess Michelle here with Prophetic Conversation. Hey, we want to welcome you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this week's podcast. This week, we're talking about verbalization. We're talking about speaking those things that be not as though they are an awesome conversation with our life purpose coach, Minister Mary Deans. So I just want to uh, wish you a great listen and I'll see you at the end. your name for who you are. We thank you for what you've done in our midst. We thank you for everything that you've been, every way you've made, every way you've shown us favor, shown us grace, shown us mercy, every way that you've been God to us, God. We just bless your name on tonight, and we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory for it's due you, Lord. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end, God. And we just we just come before you tonight with praise. We just ask that you be with us, that you lead us and guide us and speak through us, that you would have your way in our midst, that you would be glorified in everything we say and do, and that it be your words, your counsel, not our own. Uh, we got, we did kill self, and we just ask you to live, move, and breathe through us now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we just want to give God all the honor and the praise, and we thank God for this day. We thank God for this podcast. Once again, I want to welcome our listeners for tuning in on tonight. This is uh, Prophetess Michelle with Prophet conversation and we are in the midst of our five week series uh, focusing on the five keys to manifest your dream and this week we are in key number three where we talk about verbalization and speaking to our dry places so once again I want to welcome our life purpose coach Minister Mary Dean thank you so much Mary for coming out and Um, being a part of prophetic conversation in the midst of manifesting our dream. Thank you for being here. Minister Mary Deans is our life purpose coach. She is a native of uh, Newport News, Virginia, now currently Mm -hmm. residing in um, Durham, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I am going to give Mary an opportunity to introduce herself and just expand a little bit about your life purpose coach and how you help people to figure out their purpose in the in the earth. ministry for 20 years. Um, I have been a life purpose coach since 2012. Um, It's been a great journey for me um, working as a life purpose coach. So what a coach does is we, we pop in and we support you in reaching your goals. Um, 
I'm not I'm not a consultant where I'm just giving away ideas, but I give you the freedom to express and and, and support you in developing your ideas and dreams. Um, my main niche is starting over, beginning again, transitions. Um, life happens to everyone, good or bad. And no matter where you are, what you did, no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how good of a person you are, life happens to everyone. And we all need help and support sometimes. And sometimes what I've found is it's not so easy to go to people you know and tell them your ideas. Because they're like, girl, let's put your butt down, you know, or you won't want to go to your pastor because you don't want to get preached at or anything like that. So I... I'm one of those people you go to. It's a judgment-free zone. We just talk back and forth, a dialogue, and and, and I support you in moving forward. Um, I am reachable on Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, I finally set my name up properly. So if you search for me, it's... Mary A, it's Mary Dean's LPCC Life Purpose Career Coach. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can email me at info at marydeans.com. Very easy to remember. Um, and I, I'm, if you go to my Facebook page, my phone number is there as well. You can text, call. Um, I do free consultations. Um, the initial is just a little bit of a self identifying kind of help direct you. A lot of people have the question, what's my purpose? You know, how many of us have struggled with that? And I can just help you unpack that and move forward. So that's the journey of the life coach and I'm happy and ready and here to help and support. Well, one thing I want to say is Mary is awesome. She is a very powerful woman of God and that's what we want in our life. We, we want people that are believers as well to, you know, give us support and give us a, a little bit of a direction on, you know, where we're supposed to be or at least follow which path we're supposed to be on. So once again, thank you for your faithfulness. It's awesome that you're here and I appreciate everything that you do to prepare for these Monday night episodes. And so far they have been awesome. Oh my goodness. I have um, been enlightened. I have been lifted, uplifted. Yes, <laughs> and, me too. Um, you know, God is just doing, not only is God doing a new thing on the inside of us, but he is doing an amazing thing. And I, I just give God all the honor and the praise. So thank you once again for being part of um, prophetic conversation and absolutely thank you like give it up for the home you know Pastor Michelle uh, Prophetess Michelle ooh that was a slip but you never know no. <laughs> Prophetess Michelle is, is great um, she's a great person whether it's in a ministry circle or it's just you're sitting down with her um, she's a great person it, it's really uh, it's rare today to find real people that are nice. And if you can find you a Christian that is nice, 
that will converse with you. She'll drop a word on you. You won't even know you got it. You might come to get your nails done and you you leave safe, sanctified, and delivered. You know, God, God is just really setting us up in different spheres. Um, just like me being a life coach, we kind of get to go in incognito, very unthreatening, and we get to minister the grace of God. And that's what a lot of people want. You know, they need. We're tired of being preached at. We need some people just need someone to talk to. Yeah. And so yes. thank God for the grace to communicate. Yeah. And so I love it. I look forward to Monday nights. You have no idea. Um, and I look forward to the questions and everything that everyone sends. Thank you for all the questions that get sent. We love them. We talk about them through the week. <laughs> Like, I just love it, and I just hope everyone knows we love, that I love you, Prophetess Michelle loves you, and we all here to grow and glow together. There's no judgment, there's no crazy, no crazy question, there's no dumb question. We all trying to go somewhere, and we're all unlocking dreams, so. Yes, that, that is definitely, <laughs> totally, totally in agree with um, the love that we have for just people in general, and... Yes. Um, you know, helping people get to their correct path, you know, not just functioning just to get through, but being directed and getting in that directed path so that you can share. Yes. So we just thank God for it. But yes. we want to talk about tonight. We are in the midst of our five-week series, and we are on our third key, which is verbalization. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm just going to recap just a little bit where the first week we talked about um, defining your dream through your relationship with Christ, getting closer in your relationship with Christ. And then the second key, we talked about visualization. Woo! Visualization was, woo, one of those keys where you just, you know, I, I think for me it was, it, it was amazing all week preparing yes. to deliver that word because visualization is one of those things where if you tap in to your 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 creative ability your matters as, as a matter of fact yes. your authority to create to co-create when you tap into that whoop, life is just amazing right so mm -hmm. we talked about defining your dream through your relationship with Christ, getting closer to Christ. We talked about visualization. And now today on our third key, we are talking about verbalization. We're talking about speaking to those dry places. So I'm going to start out um, Romans 4, 17 and 18. We're going to talk about, you know, only God can quicken or resurrect the dead. Um, he gives nourishment to dry places. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel 3 declares that God called Ezekiel and directed him to eat the roll. So we have to be filled to fulfill. That's, that's where our relationship with Christ comes in at because we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to be filled with God to fulfill his will, right? So, so we have to be precise on the words that leave our lips. 
Because as believers, our words encircles creativity. So Mary, give us your view on being filled to fulfill and give us your view on the power to speak those things that be not as though they are. Yeah. So Hebrews 11.1 tells us point blank period. Now faith is the substance period. Um, Stop right there. Faith in our belief system is the very substance that everything that is created is made of. Um, And moving that into believing and then vocalizing what you believe, first of all, you have to be filled with a belief that is unshakable and potent enough to provide and conceive whatever egg is put with it. You think of it as your faith and your words as being an egg and a sperm. You need the two to connect. The faith is the potent force that swims through to where you need and it hits the target. And without without that faith, that belief, that inward knowledge that I'm not just talking reckless, I'm not lying, but I am speaking the inerrant, infallible word of God that's omnipotent, omnipresent. I am speaking what God is saying. And here is what he says, and it is so. And I mean, you go to Hebrews 6, 17, it says on this immutable fact that the heirs receive the promises, God cannot lie. It is impossible for God to lie. So therefore, if I know that God can't lie, and I, therefore everything that comes out of his mouth is truth, then why speak anything that what I know I know and is in me as a true belief is truth because it is the truth that will set us free. It is the truth that will keep us going and it is the truth that is fruitful and will multiply. So moving any way other than by faith and by the word of God which we know is inerrant and true then we have what we say. And that's what Jesus spent three years, not only laying the foundation for the world, but teaching the 12 men that walked with him. Right. Right. You can go straight to the, the story of the fig tree. Yes, exactly. He spoke to the fig tree. He was hungry. We, uh, You know, most churchgoers, we know the story. Jesus saw a fig tree with leaves, walked closer, and upon further examination, it had leaves and no fruit. If you research the life cycle of a fig tree, fig trees bloom twice a year. Late spring, or beginning of spring, and then late fall. The first bloom is when the leaves start to appear. Now, for this one tree to stand out, the leaves had to be there where it wasn't on others. So he walked closer, and you had everything that made you look like that you were fruitful. But then when he got there, he said no. And 
and he said, no, you're, you're cursed. You'll never bear another fruit. When they go back the next day, he's buried. And Peter looks at him and says, you cursed that tree? That tree was alive and had leaves yesterday and is, is, is dead today. And Jesus looked at Peter, and if you read his response, his response was more along the lines of, you're acting like you're shocked. But if God says a thing, and you believe I'm God, then why would you expect this this fig tree to be anything less than dead? So moving that into us present day, Jesus said, greater works will you do in my name. So if you believe God can curse a tree, a fig tree 3,000 years ago, whatever, years ago, why do you doubt him with using his words today? Right. Right, and, and I, I believe what people really don't understand is that Jesus died, he rose again, and when he ascended, he left the comforter, the Holy Spirit, that dwells on the inside of us. And that that's what... You know, a lot of times that's what's missed, that I and my father are one. We're one with God. We, God, God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus lives on the inside of us. And that, that's, I, I believe that's where people get it. Well, God is on the outside of me. Like, I, I can't do this alone. No, you can't do it alone. But God is not on the outside of you. God is on the inside of you. So you have to open up and welcome the Holy Spirit to have its way, the Holy Spirit to have reign, right? So um, Jesus told that fig tree, (laughs) he cursed that fig tree. And when he cursed that fig tree, the fig tree wasn't serving him. It wasn't doing its duty at the time. So he spoke to the tree, showing the disciples yeah, you guys have the same power. You guys have the, the same power to speak to a thing. Right? So that that that, that is an, an awesome analogy of Jesus speaking to the fig tree, would you say? Awesome. So going into our next um, subject, nourishing your spirit with healthy literature. You know, what are you reading? Whatever you're reading reflects in your language. Psalms 19:14 directs us to align the meditation of our heart with the words of our mouths, acknowledging that we can either speak life or death with our tongue. Matthew 15:11-18, what comes from your mouth is what's already inside. What affirmations are you speaking? James one twenty six control the tongue. So Mary, give us a two give us two minutes on your view of nourishing your spirit. Nourish what what you allow to go in your eye gates and your ear gates reflects what comes out of your mouth. Give us your view on that. Whatever you ingest is going to come out of you. Um, no matter think about medication, when you take medication, it has an effect. When you when you listen to a book, when you read a book, when you watch television, those images and pictures they stay with you. They feed 
conversations you might overhear. How many times have you been in the store, you heard someone talk crazy, later on that night you went home and was like, you know what, I was in the store, and I'll tell you what this lady, you know, things you hear, they go inside. Mm-hmm. And it translates to the negative and the positive. Mm-hmm. And the things that you ingest manifest in your life because it builds you and it, it building, it's teaching you, it's conditioning you, and you react to it. So, change it to, we do that with negative things, and then you think about the word of God, be renewed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. So how do we do that? We fill ourselves with the words, the teachings, of God. We fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We rehearse them. We hear those things. We speak those things. We see those things. And we, not only do we ingest them, but we also protect ourselves from the negative. And the things that you fill yourself with positively will begin to bloom and manifest in your life. You think of your your body as a garden. Whatever is planted in you is going to grow. Now, if you know anything about farming or gardening or planting, you have to be careful what plants you put together in the same pot. My mother is a loved plant. It's something you grow with. You just grow up with, with her. And sometimes you would make nice arrangements with little plants, but you have something like a philodendron that grows out no matter where you put it. That philodendron, if I put something else in the pot, and it begins to grow, it's gonna kill what's in the pot with it because it spreads as it grows. Right. Thank you. 
we were talking about nourishing your spirit. And Mary, you said a whole mouthful. And I only heard, <laughs> I only heard one itsy bitsy piece. And I, you know, I'm not going to ask you to say everything all over again. <laughs> But we talked about nourishing our spirit. Um, we talked about um, feeding our our spirit. Just like we feed, we have to feed our bodies healthy food. So we have to feed our spirits healthy literature, whether it's something we're watching on TV or something we're reading. Um, we have to nourish ourselves. And our, the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouths has to line up yeah. to be acceptable in the sight of God. So, and, and then I asked Mary to give her view on um, nourishing our spirits. So real quickly. <laughs> okay, I don't know what you heard and what you didn't hear, but this is, so the example I gave, um, I learned about plants and flowers from my mother. My mother loves house plants. And the thing with houseplants is you can make very decorative plants by mixing two things, two different types of small plants together and make you a little cute little arrangement. So picture, everyone know what a philodendron is? That's that pretty flower that you can put it on a rock and it's going to grow every which way. Right. So the thing about a philodendron is when you put it in the pot, and you take care of it, you water it, you keep the soil right, right temperature, right amount of light, it's gonna grow and it's gonna spread. Putting it, even when it's small, into a pot with something else that may appear to be cute, it's gonna grow, but over time, one is gonna kill the other because of the way they grow. And understanding that, when I put the word of God in me and I plant it, no matter if it, I have a little pot or a big pot, I keep putting in the faith. I keep ingesting the promises and the word and, and, the, and the will of God. I surround myself the light. I surround myself in places with people of faith. I allow it to grow and I give it, I give it room to grow. What's going to happen is the word of God will be like that philodendron. And it's going to, it's going to spread not only in your life, but it's going to cut off the roots of the negativity that's already in you. Because we're all born in sin and we're all shaped in iniquity. But we allow and we ingest the word of God. It's going to grow. It's going to cut off what we don't have or the negativity in us, in us and it's going to grow, and it's going to produce fruit. And the thing with that is the converse is true as well. If I have this pot and I only give you a little bit of the Word of God, but I ingest negativity, if I, if I always have drama and stuff going on, what's going to happen is that's what's going to be produced in my life. So I, I tell, I say to us, ingest what is good and pure and true and without reproach. And you keep feeding that faith. If you are believing God, 
for healing or you're believing God for marriage or for financial or for business opportunities. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the word that says by his stripes I'm healed. I'm going to find the word that says that healing is the children's bread. I'm going to find the word that he sent his word and healed. So I'm going to find everything that says stretch forth your hand. I'm going to find and I'm going to keep feeding and feeding and feeding, understanding that God can't lie. And what's going to happen is I'm feeding it, and I don't see what's happening. I may not see the fruit above ground, but below ground, the roots are spreading through the dirt and breaking forth. And sooner or later, you're going to have to replant. And it may not be in the original pot that is happening, but watch and see. You keep watering and feeding, give it the right atmosphere and light, and watch and see that as you replant and you keep going, keep feeding it, watch it spread and watch it bloom in your life. Stop worrying about what it looks like on the surface. You keep speaking and believing the word that isn't a lie because the more you speak it and believe it, the bigger the plant will be and will grow in your life. And and adding adding the visualization to it with speaking to it, whoo, it just blossoms up into that right. beautiful, the beautiful flower that you you envision when you planted the seed. Yeah. Because even in order to plant the seed, you have to envision it. You have to envision yeah. what you're going to get at the end, right? Yeah. The sub the substance of things hoped for. That's all, yes. all the word of God there. So the more you put the word of God in you, the more the more you recite the word yes. of God on the inside of you. However, it, it doesn't even matter how you digest the word. As long as you're putting the word in you, you're going to regurgitate it, you know, in your way, in your language, right? Then your language starts to sound like... Right. The meditation of your heart and the words of your mouth, it begins to sound like the language that God wants you to be speaking. So yeah, that's, that's I love I love nourishment. So I love that part. Yeah. And the, the Bible says out of the abundance. Knowing knowing our jurisdiction of power. Hmm. So knowing where we stand in our in our authority because we know that there's levels in prayer we know that there is levels in authority yes we all have a measure right just like we have a measure of faith and given a seed automatically we've been given a seed of faith right a mustard seed of faith so we all have a measure we all start with something but your levels come in when, when as you spend more time in the presence of God, as you spend time praying and studying his word and, and getting to know you, getting to know your being through your study in the word of God. So knowing your jurisdiction of power, the more time you spend in prayer, communing with Christ, the more enlightened one becomes according to according to your faith so shall it be so with that measure of faith although it starts out as a mustard seed god expects for that seed 
to grow into a tree and beyond, right? That's that's what the the, the purpose of long suffering and patience is. That that helps us get strong in our faith, right? Um, so Mary, give us as our life purpose career coach. Right, that's the heavy life purpose <laughs> career coach give us your view on our, juris- our authoritative jurisdiction of power when it comes to speaking those things that be not as though as though they are do you believe that we can I, and I'm going to speak up our own being I'm not going to talk about um, anyone else or anyone else's household, but let's say our own being. Do you believe that we have the jurisdiction to decree, declare, and command everything that's going on within our bodies, within our midst, within our households? What's your view on that? I think this is the first command that God gave man when he put us on earth. The first command, he gave, he built the world, he formed Adam, he set him in the garden, and he said, now you take rule and dominion, you name them, you put it in order, here it is. The same way God placed Adam in the garden, he placed you and me in our garden. Yes. Now, my my garden might not be something exotic in the Middle East, yes. <laughs> but my garden right here in Durham is where he has planted me. And he says to me, to get to the next level, you got to take care of Durham. That's right. And once you take care of Durham, then I can move you where you need to go. Yes. Once I, I always tell people wherever I go and speak, the first Fortune 500 company you will ever manage is your own life. That's right. If you if you can't manage yourself, how will you move forward and manage others and manage people? The first Fortune 500 company, what does it take to manage a, five, a Fortune 500? It takes vision, strategic planning, it takes financing, and it takes hard work. <laughs> I can't say that enough. And the same is true. You ever try to be a mom? <laughs> I know you guys hear my baby in the background. <laughs> you know the type of energy it takes to be a mom or the type of energy it takes to be not only a mom because unfortunately we can never just wear one hat. You gotta be a mom, a wife, a girlfriend, a cousin, a friend, a sister, a daughter, sometimes a grandma. You gotta be an employee. You gotta be a business owner. You gotta be the the driver, the the maid. (laughs) And within that, you have to master that sphere, that that is your garden. Don't ever despise your garden. The family you're placed with, the friend circle, that is your garden. And you have been given all authority simply by him placing you there. He could have put you on the other side of the world.
in a, a hill in a monastery where it's you, a bald head, and a Buddha. But no, he placed you right here in Durham, North Carolina, with the crazy people you look at every day. And he said, now I want you to go in. I want you to name it, which is to speak to it and tell it what it is. Because it is functioning without direction. And so by opening your mouth and speaking to it on the front end of your arrival, name it. Then subdue it. So the first thing we all have to do is master the ability to control our mouth. Because a lot of our problem is we have named things incorrectly and then we wonder why it's acting crazy. My maybe my child is not doing well in school, not because he can't learn, but because I I mistakenly open my mouth and call him slow and stupid. Be careful what you are opening your mouth and naming your in your garden because it is going to respond because you are a child of God and you operate by faith. The difference between lying and speaking by faith is your belief system. Because if you know it's not true, it's a lie. But if you know it's true based on the evidence that God has given you, you are speaking by faith. Now, every idle word is judged. The Bible says lie not. That's Colossians 3 and 9. So we're not talking about lying. We are talking about people of faith that stand in the middle of their garden misnaming stuff. So rule, the first thing we need to do in this verbalization is God clear the slate and forgive me for everything I misnamed. Because I need to speak. I need to speak. And the first thing when you get there in your garden and you realize you're in your garden, Lord forgive me, and then start renaming stuff. Some of us have rehearsed the wrong name so long, that's why we're stuck in the circles and the situations we're in. So I am not sick. I am suffering from something, but I am the healed of God. And I'm moving forward. I'm not broke. I am a Fortune 500 company that has to realign its priorities financially because we got somewhere to grow and grow. Defeat is not within my vocabulary because I have the power to first name it and then subdue it and have dominion of it. So when something goes wrong in the garden, God didn't come to the garden looking for the snake. That is self-control in yeah. the spirit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so what are you speaking? What, what is your, what is your internal conversation? Yeah. What, what are the words that that you're affirming on the inside of you? Yes. And that that that's a question that you can raise for yourself. You know, hold up. Wait, wait a minute. What am I? What am I saying to myself today? Okay. Let me let me you know re rename this. Let me you know. Um, take out the negative words and put in, replace those words with positivity. Um, Because as a believer, one that walks by faith, 
we had the authority to co-create with our words. Yes. So Mary, this this is an awesome conversation. Oh my God, this is so yes. good. So good. I you know it's it's so good that I take a minute, but I need to take a minute um to pay our bills. Um but once again, I want to thank our listeners. I just I just thank you so much for coming in, yes. tuning in on tonight and listening to and, and hopefully you can um, take the keys that, that we are giving you by way of the Holy Spirit and apply them to your life. Because everything, everything that we're talking about here is it's stuff that we've actually lived. Yes. I, I know I can, I can say for myself that I have lived speaking things into existence at a place where you know I've been at a place in my life where I didn't have anything I didn't have the, the job laid me off there was no money coming through mm-hmm. I was told I couldn't get unemployment and because I had a mustard seed of faith it grew my faith to a yes. because I had to go back to my roots and pick up the Bible and say, look, God, this is what you said in your word. You said that your word does not fall void to the ground. You said that I am prosperous. You said that I am, that I am is always with me and that I don't have to worry. You said that every need according to your faith, every need according to your riches in glory has already been met. So yes. I've walked this thing. I've walked the word out. I've lived the word. Yes. You, you understand what I'm saying? So what we're doing, the keys that we're giving you is not keys that we've never used before. <laughs> it's something that we have applied to our daily lives and continue to apply these yes. keys. And hopefully you can take these keys and apply them to your life as well so i want to take a minute and when we come back we are opening up the forum for questions and this week that just passed we had got several emails with some questions that are awesome and we're going to go ahead mary i think you answered one while you were speaking you talked about faith (laughs) that's just the power of god though that's that's letting the listeners know that we get your questions we Mm -hmm. understand your questions because we've had those questions before and we can answer the questions because god has um given up he's manifested things in our lives so give us one minute and we will be right back Hi everyone, Michelle here with Prophetic Conversation. Listen, are you suffering from maxed out credit cards? How about overdue loans with suffocating interest rates? And those relentless collection agencies, my, my. If your credit rating is making you and others cringe, there's only one thing for you to do. 
And that's to turn to the professionals at creativecreditsolutions.com. If your credit is less than perfect, they can help you get back on track. It worked for me. And now I am consciously maintaining great credit. You can do it too. Visit the website, fill out your form for a free consultation, and restore your credit now. CreativeCreditSolutions.com. Get started today. people are getting into the queue once again we want to thank you this is prophetess michelle with prophetic conversation and we are in we are in the midst of our five week series speaking about the five giving you the five keys to manifest your dreams we're in key number three where we talk about this um verbalization and the power to speak things um into existence speak speak those things that be not as though they are and thus far, if you're just tuning in, this has been an awesome conversation. But guess what? Just because you're just tuning in does not mean that you've missed out because you can go to iTunes, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor.fm, any one of those platforms, and you can listen, tune in any time of the week um, to an edited version of what we're talking about tonight. But of course, you get all of the great information that you're receiving tonight. So we just want to welcome you to tune in on our listening um, platform. And um, we're going to get to these questions. So Mary, you answered one in the last segment where we were talking about nourishing the, um, nourishing our spirit. Um, and then we talked about our, our, our jurisdiction, where where our authority lays as far as what we speak to and how we speak to, which, huh, amazing. So one of the questions that I received this week, I received about four or five, I think, but, and we're going to try to talk about all of them if we can. We're going to try to answer specifically if we can. Um, but the first one was how is speak, how is, okay. So we, we answered that. How is speaking those things that be not as though they are not lying? That was the first question. And you answered that actually, because you said if we're speaking by faith, if we're speaking by faith, we're not lying. So that, yeah. that's not lying. You're speaking in faith, believing. Yeah. You, you have a level of belief knowing that what you have, what, what you're 
putting out into the atmosphere what you're speaking about God God's word says that his word does not fall void so if God lives on the inside of you and you're speaking those things that be not as though they are it's not going to fall to the ground void because right. the Holy Spirit spoke through you right so you answered that one so we're going to jump on to the next one and then we say it, the question is how do I trust God when my husband cheats you want to attack that one well, <laughs> well, you know, life happens to everyone, and I think that is something that Christ, us Christians have to learn. Um, cheating, illness, things, life happens to everyone, uh, and if you are married and in this decision in this situation biblically speaking you do have an option out but it's up to you I can't sit here prophetess Michelle can't sit here and tell you what to do and a lot of times when we're hurt and we're broken that is what we're looking for we're looking for affirmation for a decision and what People, what others can't do is tell you what to do because at the end of the day, it is you who's living that truth. It is your, you have a right to end the situation, but you have a decision. If this is worth fighting for or this is, you know, forgiving, if this is worth investing the time and energy because it is going to take time and energy to get past it. It's going to take counseling. It's going to take more than uh, I'm sorry. It's going to take healing because because it's not just the action of cheating, but it is the rebirth of trust and truth that has to be rebuilt. And the healing, the, the wound, that betrayal, all of that are real emotions and real feelings and as Christians it is okay to be hurt it is okay to cry it is okay to be disappointed it is okay I think sometimes in some houses of faith we are made to feel that we are not believing God just by feeling legitimate human emotions that he gave us. And I say to you, sister, you can get through this, that it is your decision whether you stay, but God is a healer either way. He can heal you in it or he can heal you through it. And you have to make a decision and trust God. You, if your peace, I always tell people you follow the wind. You follow the peace in your life. If your heart and the word of God to you is to stay and work it out, then you rely on that peace and you pray and you, you do the work. You, God can is a restoring God. If his direction is leading you another way, then my prayer for you is the strength to go the other way and also the grace and the provision along the way that you you, you decide. But at the end of the day, that is a decision 
and that is a that is a hurtful place to be in. That is a very lonely place to be in too, um, because everyone has an opinion when it's not their life. Everyone has an opinion, but God loves you whether you stay or go. And that that's what we have to understand that it is not a deficit in you, but it was a decision of the other part. And allow, take the time to invest, to heal yourself, to be healed, to process it, and then move forward in whichever decision path you go. Because healing is going to be required of him and of you either way you go. So um, how do you trust God through that? The same way you trust him in every situation, whether I'm on the mountaintop, he's God, or whether I'm down in past the valley in the gutter I'm hurt and I'm broken he is still God he hasn't failed you he hasn't failed your family or your husband and he's there for you to comfort and heal you and steer you through this difficult path if you'll just trust him and be open to the process yes 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 I I concur with every word that you spoke um, in reference to this when I've seen the question um, how do I trust God when my husband cheats? When I seen that question, um, I immediately went back to a place in my life. Because <laughs> um, I am one that was in a marriage where there was some unfaithfulness on my husband's side, ex-husband's side. And the one thing that I had to come to grips with was that the cheating wasn't because of me. I had to realize that it's not because of me that he cheats. It's not something that I did. It's something that, you know, that's on the inside of him. The other, the other thing that came to me was the, the Bible tells us that as wives, we sanctify our husbands. So it is our duty. And, 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 this person that sent the question, I'm not going to give names or anything like that because it's confidential, but they do believe. They believe in God. They trust God, right? So as a believer, it is, you know, your duty to seek God, to pray. But at the same time, you, you have to pray about this and you have to make the decision. You have to make the decision. Your pastor can't make the decision for you. Your, your the elders in your church can't. Um, the deaconess, you know, they they can't make the decision for you. It, it is a decision that you have to make. And at the same time, you you must not allow yourself to fall into a place of depression where you're by yourself all the time or you're not around people. But you have to be strategic in the people that you are around in this season. So you have to be around people that are positive, people that have an understanding, okay? Family, yeah, be around family, but sometimes family just don't get it. <laughs> they don't understand, you know, so if you, if you have a girlfriend, if you have um, a bestie, you know, that understands or that, that, that knows your faith level, you know, and Remember this, that iron sharpens iron. So place yourself around people that are believers, right? And get in the presence of God and stay there because that's yeah. where your healing process 
starts. That's where it cultivates. And um, of course, um, Mary and I are praying for you because we have both been um, wives. We have both been married. So we understand what that is. We understand the prayer that it takes to to burn that off. So we just bless God for having this platform and being able to answer questions such as these. So um, we pray for you and we lift you up in the name of Jesus. So our next question was, uh, let me get to this one because this was a good one too. How does a believer not worry when their home is about to be foreclosed on. So this believer, um, they are out of Tennessee. And from what I understand, they have already received papers um, that are about to go to court um, for their home to be foreclosed on. So um, Mary, I'm gonna give you a minute um, to let that marinate. And I'm gonna say, I am going to say, and I know, you know, people don't want to be preached at. People want solutions. They want answers right now, right? So we are in the midst of a pandemic. And, yeah, there there are some people that are not meeting their needs. They're not meeting. Um, the money is just it's stretched. It's not there. Jobs have been closed. You know, nobody, people are not working and stuff like that. I totally get it. I understand. I am an entrepreneur. I have a business. My business completely shut down indefinitely because of the pandemic. So I am, you know, in that place at the same time. But this is what I'm going to say to you from my experience. I trust God. And because of the trust that I have for God, because I am constantly in his face, giving him his word, because he said that his word shall not fall void. He said that every need, all of our needs, every need, according to his riches and glory, we already have it. It's already already been met, right? God says that he has blessed the works of our hands. Meaning he will, you are one idea away from being a millionaire. One idea. And see, when you get in the presence of God, let me tell you, let me tell you what praying does. When you get in the presence of God and you're consistently praying fervently in his face, at his feet, in your secret place, it turns on a switchboard like an electricity board. And guess what? But other believers, people that pray, people that are in that space, they hear the prayers and God works through people. He works through people. He will send somebody your way that will bless you. He will send somebody your way that will give you a house. He will send somebody your way that will give you money to get through whatever it is you need. I just had a testimony from a young man a couple of weeks ago. He sent an email. His car was about to get repossessed. And he got on his knees and started praying. He prayed for two days. He said, Lord, how am I not going to get my car to not be repossessed. And the Lord gave him a name. He was in prayer for two days. 
The Lord gave him a name. When he called the name, the man said, I knew you was getting ready to call me. Listen, I got something for you. He gave him money to pay off his car. Not a payment. Not two payments. But to pay off his car. So when you get in the presence of God, when you get in his presence, you don't know how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Ask the Father. Just ask. God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get this done? Who Who is in my space? Who is in my reach that I can talk to and tell them what's going on? Trust me. God is going to send somebody. He's going to send you away. He's going to give you an escape route. The word tells us that he creates a path in the wilderness and he gives us new drink. Not just a drink, but he gives us new drink in the desert. So guess what that means? Yeah, they may be trying to foreclose on you, but if God has something better for you, then guess what? You're getting ready to go. Hey, oh, you're getting ready to go to a new place. A new space, right? So, Mary, what would you what would you say to that question? I, I just, you know, I felt the presence of the Lord right there. Yeah, um, I de- like definitely I concur with what she said. Um, you know, I've been on both sides of it. You know, um, I have been evicted. Um, I have faced eviction, and at the 23rd hour, God has come through and cut a deal or, you know, but I've also been in places where the feeling was to go, you know, and God bless me, don't know how, with something better, cheaper, and then on top of that, worked it out so it never appeared on my credit. So let me tell you about the favor and the grace of God. Wherever your faith level is, wherever you know the truth of God is, we're not just talking to be talking. We're not just here to waste the hour. This is real life stuff. I'm not, we don't say anything we don't know to be true. If you set your faith in agreement with his word, And wherever your faith level is, God can meet you right there. You just have to believe in him, seek his face, and be open to what he says. I also know that in one of the situations where I did end up going is because I heard what he said, but my ego stifled and the pride stepped in and stifle where it could have gone. But his grace was sufficient and he met me at my place of faith. So God is a real God. God knows you. God understands. God is not, he's not someone far off who's not touched by our emotions and our situations. He is a big God who controls universe, but he also, he, he, he cares. And he knows, and he, he does not want you to worry. But he, this is an opportunity to increase your faith, to set your faith where you want God to go. Where you, wherever your faith level is, God is willing to meet you there. Be it right there, he satisfies the debt, 
He solves the problem. Let me tell you, there's nothing too hard for God. And if a lot of us ministers or Christians or whatever would just be real with you, God can do anything, whether it's by mismanagement, career, the pandemic, whatever happens, God's grace is sufficient. People have been delivered from evictions, foreclosures, and he's blessed them in spite of. So my faith is set wherever you are. If you are believing God to satisfy the debt and to save your home from foreclosure, I believe with you right there. If your faith is he not only satisfies the debt, but he pays off the entire debt, my faith is in agreement with yours. Because you will have whatsoever you say. If your faith is that you be, if you're, you know, you let it go and you move forward, I believe him, he'll meet you there. Wherever your faith is, I touch and agree with you as a person of faith that it be unto you however you say it. Now, how do I overcome the worry? You overcome the worry with the word of God. I have to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And if my knowledge of God is that God is going to come through and deliver, then I got to cast down everything that goes against that. And worry goes against be anxious for nothing. It goes against the the promises and word of God. So cast it down every time it comes up. You're in a real tight situation. Uh, We understand it on a human level. Cast it down every time. And you declare. You get you if you gotta write it down on a piece of paper and keep reciting it, verbalizing it, so you keep hearing it, speaking into your atmosphere, the word and the promises of God that this is where you are and this is what He's gonna do and He'll come through for you. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Lived it. Walked it. <laughs> he is a real God. Yes, yes, yes. So our last question we're going to attack, and this, this, this question is, is full. It's a very full question. It is, how do I get my young adult children saved? <laughs> you dropped your head. <laughs> no, I can think about it. <laughs> Well, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say, I don't know, three or four words on that. Well, probably a little more, a few, a few extra words. <laughs> I'll say, I am a mother of five. Um, the majority of my children are young adults in this season, and the one thing that I can say is that God is a true and living God, yeah. and though that getting your young adult children saved, oh yes, it's a process especially if they ain't trying to hear it, right? But what I believe is if you continue to love them unconditionally Mm -hmm. and visualize them accepting Christ, guess what? They're coming. They're coming. Unconditional love, though. And that, that is, when I say unconditional love, the love has literally no limits no limits no limits and I'm I'm not because we'll be here all night so I'm not going to go into (laughs) what type of limits but no limits 
care. Um, I don't care what your child is or your young adult is trying to experience or curious about in this season of their lives. You know, one thing that I, I go back to is the, the first thing is I remember when I was that age. I always. When, when I have conversations with my young adult children, when I'm, you know, listening to, you know, what they're saying or maybe an event happens, whatever's going on, I always go back to myself being that age and my mindset. No, it's not the same. Of course, we, you know, different generations do different things, right? But the one thing I can say at the age of 21, everybody, I don't care what generation you was in, you felt like you was invincible, okay? <laughs> you felt like you could do anything and say anything. So, you know, I just go back to that. And then the second thing I want to say, and I'm going to let Mary um, elaborate on this. Um, raise your child in the way, if you've raised your child, child and the way that they should go if, if you have spoon fed them the word if you have given them the word if you know that you have put good things in them you know that you place golden nuggets in certain places of their being guess what they remember it in certain situations in their lives they hear your voice because I know for myself, when I was in my early 20s, I would be doing certain things and I would hear my either my grandmother or my mother. I would hear their voice in the midst of my mess. I would hear their voice. Oh, now, now, you know good and well. You know better, you know? So continue to pray for your children. Continue to cover them. Know that you have, you have an authoritative cover even though your children are adults you still have an authoritative cover over them so when you pray for them and 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 in this time in their lives it's not about telling them what they have to do and what they're supposed to do it's about being in that in your secret place and making sure that your child is on your prayer list and making sure that you're covering them in every area of their lives. When they're out here driving, when they're out here with their peers, you're covering them. You're keeping them sealed. You're keeping them prayed over. They ain't got to know it. And when you get in their presence, when you see them, every time that you see them, I don't care how mad you are at them, every time that you see them, you make sure you give them a hug. You make sure you touch them. See, because the anointing flows from the top. And see, sometimes all they need is just a touch. You ain't got to lay hands and, and have them straight out on the floor. All you got to do is just hug them and let them know that you love them. Because they're going to remember my mother's love is the love of Christ. Because she prayed for me. Mary? Yeah, I mean, positive, hit it. I mean, you have to, you, first, you train them up in the way they should go. When they're older, they won't depart. That's the Bible. On the other side of it, I would say the key to winning your adult children, the Bible says that he that wins souls is wise. So to be a soul winner, you have to use the wisdom of God. Um, I would say the route to do it is consistent, strategic love. Um, 
just like what we talked about earlier. God puts you in your garden to subdue and to have dominion, name it, subdue it, and have dominion over it. So, as a a mother, you see things and you know things that they don't see and know, or you, you know, they're going their way. That strategic, consistent love as I love you, I, you know, whatever, I am there, I'm, I'm your mom, I love you unconditionally, but when I'm in my prayer closet, I will, I can pray anything away, you hear me, I can pray your circle to fall apart, I can pray everything, I can pray that God sends the laborers into your path, that no matter where you go, no matter what you try to do, Wherever you are, God is with you. If you're in the pit, he's in the pit with you. If you make your bed in hell, he's going to lay right beside you. If you are in the belly, if you are in the lion's den, he's going to be right there because as I have a six-year-old, I am still learning this process, but a mother, a parent's love. Let me tell you, you see some danger around your child, you're going to do everything in your power to protect your child. And as a spiritual being, as a child of God, use your authority to call them into the kingdom. And as you call them into the kingdom, you do it under the facade of love. You do love them in real life. That is not that is not the facade. But I, with loving kindness, does God draw us? And the same way that God draws us, and the, that God calls us, despite of our own sinful nature, is the same way we have to extend the loving kindness of God outward. Amen. Amen. Very well said. Awesome. 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 So we are at our conclusion. This has been an awesome conversation, wonderful yes. questions, and we want to continue to um, encourage the people of God to send your questions in. Um, trust me, as you see, we we answer your questions um, as the Holy Spirit directs us to give you answers. Um, so we're moving into our conclusion, and once again, I just want to say that this is this is prophetic conversation we're talking about the five keys to manifest your dream and this week we talked about key number three verbalization um speaking those things that be not as though they are so we just thank god for you mary thank you for joining us situation in her marriage, if there's anyone who needs to talk outside of the space, um, feel comfortable. We don't have any judgment. All of us experience life and life issues. We're all spiritual beings having a human existence if you want to be deep. Um, life happens to everyone. Sometimes you need some someone to reach out to and talk to. Email the prophetess. Email myself reach out don't you're not out here alone elijah the great prophet went against jezebel 
destroy the prophets of Baal, accomplish this great thing, and then the depression took him beside the river wanting to die. Right. You and the reason when they asked him why was he there, he said, Because I'm the only one left. And he said, No, you're not. There's a whole bunch of people who haven't bowed their knee. You just gotta look outside of yourself and look outside of your situation. And that's we're all in this together. We're all brothers and sisters of the faith. Feel free. Talk, there's no judgment. We all have something we're getting the victory in. And so, you know, reach out, reach out to the prophetess, myself. We love you. We thank you so much for listening, dealing with the technical difficulties and everything. Thank you so much. Uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the, the call of God and for your love and support. So thank you, and I just pray everyone has a blessed week, and I'll turn it over to the prophetess. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So one way that you can contact us, and that's through email. That's a lot of questions do come through email. People sometimes don't have the courage <laughs> to go online and ask the question live or text it. But um, propheticconversation at gmail.com. You can email us, um, and we can exchange phone numbers and contact information through that vehicle. Propheticconversation at gmail.com. So you to send in your statements, your questions, your testimonies. We love testimonies. I get testimonies all the time. So um, we love testimonies. So send in your testimonies. But moving right along and moving into our conclusion, um, your words carry so much power. And whatever you're thinking about, you speak about. From the day forward, I declare, from this day forward, I declare that every word that leaves your lips are words of love, peace, happiness, Words of substance that heal, deliver, and set free. Words that invent, build, and prosper. You have been created by God as a co-creator. Walk in the authority that you have been given. Speak to those things that be not as though they are without doubt. Aligning yourself with the word of God. Let the meditation of your heart and the words of your mouth be acceptable to the, to the things of God. Um, I want to give you five affirmations that you can, and if, if you have a pen, you can write and take these affirmations and you can write them down, post them on your mirror in your bathroom, in your car, like where you drive, you know, on your dashboard, post dashboard or just in your notebook or whatever and these are affirmations that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart to give to the people that are listening and the first one is I believe God is the author and the finisher of my faith the author and the finisher of all things in this season nothing nothing will be taken from me in this season nothing will be taken from me all of my needs are met I live and I thrive in abundance. The third one is, the works of my hands are blessed. I am the lender and not the borrower. My circumstances and situations always work out in my favor. So I declare to you, walk in your victory. Believe without doubt that every situation has been worked out. And that's the word of the Lord for you. Mary? Yeah. Amen. Definitely. 
understand that the same power that formed the world has been freely given and dwells within you. And if that the very word of God could form everything you see, the universe, the solar systems, the planets, the sky, the moon, the stars, all of that was the result of a word spoken. And that ability dwells within you. What is it that you want to see? Where is it that you want to go? Tap into the word of God, find his truth, and then return it, ingest it, deposit it within yourself, and then return it to him. Yes. If you speak the truth of God, you will live the truth of God. Yeah. Ingest the truth, speak the truth, and live the truth. And watch what God does in your life. Amen. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. This was an awesome, awesome conversation so let's real quickly let's go over the first three keys that we've talked about key one uh, defining your dream through your relationship with christ key two visualization visualizing your dream visualizing your desired desired (laughs) visualizing your desired results yes through christ and key number three Using your given power to speak those things that be not as though they are. And that, Mary, what you say to that? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I I love how this is walking walking us through a process. And if you've been here the past two weeks, I hope that, yes, you you are enjoying the word, you're enjoying the fellowship, but... If if we're here and you're ingesting all of this, I hope you're taking notes. And I hope those notes that you take, you make them I sentences. I will walk in the promises of God. I will see my children saved. I will start this business. I will. Because God's grace and the I don't know about you, I feel the anointing every time we talk, every time we go into these topics. He's here, he's speaking to us. Take these gems and 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 take over your where you are. Take it over for Jesus. These this world has so much going on. The earth is groaning for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Everything is begging you to get into position. Mm-hmm. Take take all of this and practically apply it every week. Take these nuggets, the visualization. Write out what you see. Write that vision. See it. Write out these affirmations that the prophetess is giving you. And recite them. Don't make them you are sentences. I am the blessed of God. Everything I put my hands to is blessed. 
Don't just be a hearer of these words, but be a doer. Because my week five, now I, I, you know, I want a testimony every single day. But I'm going to give some of y'all till week five, because maybe that's where your faith is. But I want to hear testimonies that not just you got a good word, but you applied that word, and here's where we are. Because in five weeks, I'm expecting to see miracles in my own life. I don't know about you. Yes. They got craziness going on outside. I need a real word that will take root and, and blossom today. Right. So. And that's, that's, that's part of it. Because we yes. have to walk in expectancy. Yes. If we, if we sow a seed and we don't expect, we don't expect for the seed to grow, is it going to grow? No. Is, is it going to bud? Is there a little, mm-hmm. a little plant going to come out of the dirt? No. We have to expect, right. put pressure on that seed, and right. expect it to blossom. Expect the tree That's <laughs> to right. right? Yes, and I am expecting fruit in my life in this season, and my fruit shall remain. Yes. yes. In yes. Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. My fruit shall remain. I walk in abundance. I walk in expectancy. I walk in victory. I am. Yes. I dare you to do what is suggested. <laughs> That's yes. not our business. Yes. We can win us. Preach <laughs> it. I know that's the right. Sometimes you got to tell me. It is. Don't just sit here and absorb all this good word. You need to be putting I want to see in five weeks. Girl, listen. <laughs> I saw it. I, 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 I like, I've been in church all my life. I love those testimonies that start with first giving honor to God. But there's a special anointing on the ones that start with the girl, listen. I need one of those because that means it was something that meant something to you and you walked the steps. And watch what God does. I mean, I just I, I agree with Sister Loretta. I dare you to put it because this is not we're not here for our health. This is a divine moment to line you up for the next season. Because if you think 2020 was crazy, let me tell you, 2021 the just shall live by their faith. Now, if your faith was based on this right here then you might as well do something else on Monday. Watch a Martin rerun. But if you are going into 2020 with more than you came into 2020 with, if you're going into 2020 walking in the abundance and the provision of God, then you better do something with this good word because I'm doing it. I don't know about you. That's right. That's right. That's right. So if you feel like you don't have faith, if you feel like you don't have the faith, do it anyway. Just just go ahead and do it. Just do the steps. Just walk through the steps and watch what happens. Because God is in the midst. He is in the midst of every situation in our lives. When I say every situation, mm-hmm. every situation, and I, I specifically speak to the family that's facing foreclosure. Listen, God is in the midst of this. Yeah. But he is doing a new thing in your household. And although this house may be foreclosed on. Oh, but what does God have for you? Because I see five houses coming. I see five of them coming. 
glory to God. Yes. So, you know, be not dismayed, okay? Because we learn from every step yes. in our lives. So yes. God just showed me five houses coming to you, then guess what? That means that he is, he, he's raising your standards. Because you don't, you don't, he, he doesn't want you to have just one yeah. real estate owner. He wants you to have more than one. So get in his presence and listen closely to the directions that God has given you and walk in those steps. Glory to God. I, I, I just thank God for this. I feel the anointing. I thank God. Yeah. I thank God. And I give God all the honor and all the praise. Um, thank you, listeners. Thank you for coming in. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank, thank you. you for your questions. Um, there's anything else? Minister Mary, do you have anything else? No. I love you. And we're here with you. Um, reach out to us anytime. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this. Thank you, listeners, once again. Prophetic conversation. Five keys to manifest your dream. So we are on uh, key number four next week. We will be talking about vibration. Woo! Vibration. We're talking about your emotions. We're talking about your feelings. When Your feelings when you visualize. Your feelings when you're speaking. We're, we're talking about how to raise your vibration. How to stay in the presence of God. So we just encourage you to come in on next week. Tune in. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Because this is good. This mm -hmm. is good. <laughs> so if all hearts and minds are clear, we're going to end it here. Thank you once yeah. again, Life Purpose Coach, Minister Mary Dean. And Thank you. Next week. Yes. Have a great week. Love you guys. Grace and peace. Good night. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the this last episode on verbalization, speaking those things that be not as though they are. I truly appreciate you turning tuning in to our weekly podcast every week. I want to encourage you to jump on next week where we are talking about vibration. We're talking about your feelings and emotions. So uh, according to the word of God, of course. If you have been blessed by what you've heard, we want to encourage you to go to our website, prayerology1.com and download a free copy of aff affirmations that um, the Holy Spirit has put in our hearts to release to his people. So go there, download that for free and continue to connect with us through social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Prophetic Conversation. We look forward to hearing your questions at um, propheticconversation at gmail.com. And to call in, to dial in to the podcast on Monday nights live at 7.30 p.m., the number is 551-258-6234 or go to freeconferencecall.com. And the meeting ID is Prophetic Conversation. Or you can just join us live on social media on Facebook or Instagram. 
7.30 Monday night. So once again, thank you for listening in. Um, We thank you. We thank you. Share this with your friends and family. And we look forward to hearing your questions. Be blessed. Grace and peace. Thank you.